Technical difficulties. Let's get started. So, uh, welcome back. Hashtag Gerd Mondays if you guys are joining me right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. We got a lot to talk about today. Um, so, one, we'll be talking about the Pixel 5a, the leaked photos, and uh, people's like, it's uh, very reminiscent to the Pixel 5. So, we'll get into that discussion. We're also going to talk about these reviews of the iPhone 12 purple. What purpose does that serve? Yeah, I'm gonna be on a little rant trip today about that. I really don't care. Uh, we're also gonna top it off with some malware news on Android for you guys to avoid this, those that are Android users. So you guys get a, a, a peace of mind to protect yourselves with this malware is actually stealing passwords and bank information. So. You guys need to be aware of this. So, anyways, uh, while I wait for more people to kind of join in, I do want to give shout out to the channel members. Uh, of course, I got to update that list. That list has changed a little bit, so I'll get that updated. But channel members, shout out to you guys for rocking with me and everything like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's been an interesting weekend. It's been an interesting weekend, and. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's all new to me uh, <clears throat> at this point. And um, yeah, so uh, I've, I've had like lack of sleep. I really haven't been getting much sleep lately. And I've, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I think on a, on a given day, I probably get maybe about three to four hours of actual sleep. And it's spread out throughout the day. So <laughs> that kind of sucks. Um, anyways, let's kick it off. Uh, so what I want to do is I want to start off the podcast talking about all these reviews surfacing about the iPhone 12, the purple color that uh, was released at, uh, was it last week's um, Apple Spring event? And I don't get me wrong, it's really cool to, uh, to unveil a... A new color option for the iPhone. That's really cool. I mean, the same thing. You know, I would say the same thing about you know, on the Android side. If like if if uh, if Google was like, okay, you know, we're unveiling a light blue um, Pixel Five. You know, I would say the same thing on that point. And <clears throat> the point that I'm making with that is, is that it's a little redundant to have like a deep a deep analysis of an iPhone 12 review on a purple color. The color of the phone does not change the behavior of the phone, much less does it change the performance of the phone. 
you know and i'm speaking to those that have already done like multiple reviews on the iphone 12 doing one on the iphone 12 purple i mean to show the color and everything is nothing wrong with that i think that's pretty cool um but when they start going you know like with those little tidbit questions like um how does it perform well it performs like the other iphone 12s i mean what makes it so what makes it stand out so different that it, it's going to be different because it's the color purple you know that that that's what baffles my mind about these reviews like if you're just like hey guys i got the iphone 12 in the purple color i'm going to unbox it and show you guys it th that's that's totally cool right because you're going to see an unboxing of the purple iphone 12. you know but when you are <laughs> going into you know like having these these thoughts of like how does it behave how does it perform it performs like every other iphone 12. i, I mean it's this call a spade a spade that's exactly what it is it performs just like any other iphone 12. simple as that it's not going to change. You know, iOS is not going to perform differently just because the color of the phone is purple. Because if that's the case, you know, my iPhone tennis here would perform differently because I put a skin on it and now it's like a sunset orange color in the back. So it should perform differently, right? Wrong. It's not going to. So <laughs> that's the point that I'm making with the iPhone 12. It's like, you know, it's, it's not going to change any aspect of its performance based upon its color option. So let's keep it 100 with everybody in the tech space. It's a purple iPhone. Get over it. You know what I mean? Unboxings are cool. Showcasing the phone like this is the purple iPhone 12. Cool. But it doesn't need a deep analysis unless it's the first iPhone 12 being shown on the channel. Then I can see why they would go into a deep analysis of performance and stuff like that. But for... <laughs> You know, for a channel that has had multiple iPhone 12 reviews and multiple iPhone 12, you know, unboxings, whether it's a 12 Pro, 12 Mini, 12 Pro Max, or just a 12, it just seems so weird, so weird to do a deep analysis on a different color iPhone just because it's a different color iPhone. That's just, I mean, that's just me. I'm just, you know, not hating, but I'm just calling it like it is. It's just weird to, to have to do it that way, you know. New color options is always great because there's options for people. People like to have options for them. Some people are fans of a purple color, and so a purple color would resonate with them. And, and you know, um, big question is, is that why did Apple wait so long to come out with this particular color? And, you know, who knows? I mean, you would have to work at Apple to actually know why. I mean, with all the stuff that's happened in 2020, you know, good possibility that maybe um, they didn't put that color option into production until a little bit later on. You know, because, I mean, there's all kinds of things that have spawned because of the pandemic and everything. Shortage in chipsets, shortage, you know, in, in production of these phones. I mean, people were wondering if the Pixel 5 was even going to make the mark because they were like, you know, they, there may be a shortage on that because they were claiming there was a shortage on the Pixel 4a. And that's why the 4a didn't release until August of last year rather than May of last year. And just so you know, just whatever excuse it can be. Point is, there's a purple color now. Of course, there's going to be tons of unboxings of the purple color, and that's great. We get to see it unboxed and kind of get like a first look review of it. I just don't see a reason for someone who's unboxed the Pacific Blue version uh, of, of each variant of the iPhone 12, and then they get the iPhone 12 in purple, and then say they're going to do a deep analysis of performance and behavior of iOS. It's still the same. It's like the other iPhone 12s, no different from it. It's redundant to have to do something like that. You know, so I, I put it out there. I said it. 
Um, I just think it's ridiculous to have to do a deep analysis of an iPhone 12 purple if you've done so many, you know, um, coverage on the iPhone 12 when it launched last year. So that's uh, just, I'm gonna call it like it is and say it like it is. All right. So now that, we're, now that I said that, we can move past that and we can get into the Pixel 5a um, issues. What people are upset about with the Pixel 5a. And that is, is that its specifications is too dang close to the Pixel 5 that it might as well just be a Pixel 5 XL. Let's just call it that. I mean, literally it negates the reason of, of it even existing already with just basically the specifications that's been leaked out about it already so far. The most latest leak is complaints because the cameras, the, the, the photos being leaked by the Pixel 5a. What's up, Coffee? How's it going? Good morning to you from here. Good afternoon to where you are. Um, so, like, the, the, the latest uh, tech space. Oh, it's a bit too loud. Okay, hang on. I got you. How's that? Is that better? And I appreciate you for letting me know that. Um, but okay. Nah, nah. So I guess like the whole iPhone 12 purple thing is probably drowned out by music. I'm sorry if that <laughs> happened. Uh, it's a weird morning for me. I'm running on so much little sleep. So um, I don't know. Maybe I kind of got caught with the tunes because I can hear the tunes through my headphones. And I'll just probably like I'll probably jam into it in my head. And I just didn't even think it was that loud. But thank you for letting me know, uh, Coffee. I really appreciate it. Shouts out to Coffee for being a longtime supporter of the channel. Um, anyways, going back to Pixel 5a news. So <laughs> the latest leaks shows photos of what was taken from the Pixel 5a. And a lot of the tech space that's, you know, co you know doing coverage on the leaks is making a, a broad statement that it's a disappointment uh, because of the fact that these photos look very similar to photos that was taken with the Pixel 5. And here's the thing. we I don't know why it becomes a shocker to the tech space, to publications that write up this news. And I just sometimes want to like, you know, reach out to them and then and then ask them like, what were they expecting in the first place? Because we know that the camera sensors didn't change on the Pixel 5a. The, they, they've already said that the changes to come to the camera sensors, like actually getting a upgraded camera sensor in a Pixel is coming with the Pixel 6. So the Pixel 6 will not be using the IMX363 that has been used in the 5, the 4a 5G, the 4, uh, 4a, the 3XL, the 3 and the 3A and 3A XL, right? They those those that I just mentioned all use the same sensor on the back of the phone, the IMX363 by Sony, right? So the Pixel 6 is going to have an upgraded camera sensor. So why would they even think that the 5A would get an updated camera sensor when they have made it clear that the Pixel 6 will have a new camera sensor? If it's going to have a new camera sensor in the Pixel 6, that's not saying the Pixel 5A is going to get it. Or they would have said the Pixel 5a will be the first to get the new upgraded camera sensor. Thus saying that the Pixel 6 will also get it too because obviously it's going to come out later than the Pixel 5a. So <laughs> I'm just like, okay, they're frustrated that the, that the photos look very similar to a Pixel, what, what comes from a Pixel 5. But I've been saying it all along and, and I feel like that my case holds water because I'm a Pixel guy. I like using Google Pixel phones. That's my thing. That's what I like to use. People like using Samsung. They rock Samsung. People like using iPhone. They rock iPhone. I like using a Google Pixel. I rock Pixels. And I can firmly state this. The 5A has absolutely no reason to exist. Okay? I hate to say it, but it's true. 
it's the absolute truth and i stand by it um people will say well what are they supposed to do just not have an a series device come out you know if they're gonna put out an a series device they're gonna have to put out a device that actually gives a reason for somebody to upgrade away from an older pixel or give them something that will separate them from you know a pixel 5 pixel 4a 5g because that is the problem that is absolutely the problem with this is that it is too close to the pixel 4a 5g right so you're getting a 5a that pretty much has the same specifications of last year's a series device that doesn't make sense to even produce that you know um it's just weird it's just weird that they even go that route so we know already you know from a lot of publications that it's pretty much almost nearly confirmed 100 so i'd say it's about like you know 91 percent confirmed that the 5a will use the snapdragon 765g that's a total upset because there is this the, the snapdragon 768g they could have used that you know they 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 just could have gone with something else they didn't have to use the same chipset that the 4a 5g and the pixel 5 is currently using but they decided to so now we have three devices from google that uses the 765g which means obviously that it's using the snapdragon x52 modem so that means that you know top out what's up tech for your needs that means that when you when you actually look at the speed performance with 5g connectivity on the uh, snapdragon x52 modem you're looking at 3.7 gigabits per second on the down and 1.5 gigabits per second on the up that's 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 its top out point with the x52 modem and the reason why i'm going on the x52 modem is because that's what they used in the pixel 5 and the pixel 4a 5g so if you have the um the Snapdragon 765G, more than likely they're using the X52. Now, if it surprises the hell out of me that it's going to be using the X55 modem, okay. You know, but it, there's not really, uh, according to what I've researched, there's not really a significant mass jump between the X52 and the X55 modem. The, the, the jump that you really will see a, you know, network connection uh, performance difference would actually be between the X52 and the X60 modem. So those are some of the things to take in consideration with the Pixel 5a. Now, who is the Pixel 5a going to be for? Well, obviously it's going to be for somebody that is not upgrading from a past Pixel within the last year. That's that you know that's what I mean. So like if you're on a Pixel 3a, then going to a 5a would be an upgrade. If you're going from a Pixel 4a, you might as well go with a 4a 5g if you want 5g connectivity. If you're going to go and actually pay that price, because that's where it really boils down to with the Pixel 5a is price. Is this thing going to be sub $400? A Pixel 5a, if it is the same, uh, bring prices as last year's A-series phones. Why not pick it up portable? Yeah, exactly. That's, a lot of people are going to be looking at that. So let's say like, you know, it launches. Hopefully they don't launch this thing at the price of what the 4a 5G was, which was $499. Hopefully it's not that price. And um, if they launch it, at that price then more people are just going to look at it and say okay well you know it's pretty much what the 4a 5g is because it has the same camera sensors it has the same processing chip and more than likely has the same modem for 5g connectivity it has nearly the same screen size and the, the same feel so what more people are just going to end up doing is they're going to be looking for pixel 4a 5g deals anyone that's selling one you know nearly brand new they're going to be going for those so the 5a in sales is going to flop and then that's going to really hurt google because the a series has been their dominant sale so when you look at the overall of what the big g company sales with their hardware phones 
the A series tend to sell better than the flagships. And if they are purposely doing this because they're trying to flip the role and make it where their flagships ends up having better sales than the A series, that's pretty stupid. Because all they really have to do is just get their flagships unlocked. And that's the problem with the big G company is that when they're coming out with their next flagship, their next you know flagship Pixel phone, they tend to get us all hyped because of all the things that they're going to bring into it. And then all of a sudden, when we, you know, we're like cheering for them, you know, it's like it's in a race and we're like, yes, run. You got like one meter left. Run with all your strength. Cross that finish line first. And then Google has to be the company that trips over its own shoelace and tumbles and like comes inches close to the finish line, but doesn't really cross it because they, they tend to do something ridiculous. Like you remember the hype behind the Pixel 4? Everyone was like getting all hyped up about it, the specifications that it had, you know, Project Soli, 3D facial recognition unlocked, the whole shebang. And, you know, even John Prosser was like, this is gonna be a go, this is gonna be amazing, they're gonna do it, this, this could be the phone of the year. All they had to do was price it right. <laughs> and then the price came out $799 for base model 64 gig storage. And it was like, wah, wah, wah. it was just totally bad because the price for what you were getting, people were just like, that price is just not right. You know, Bob Barker would have slapped the crap out of, you know, the, the pixel development team for that one because it's just like the price this is where they flop. And so that's all that Google has to do is, is build a flagship device price it at a point where most consumers are going to look at it and say this is worth my attention you know i mean with the pixel 5 while some people will bitch about it you know because it went with the snapdragon 765g chip so a 700 series chip not an 800 series chip a lot of people whatever you know what i mean it almost did the same thing you know for what it was packing People were going to like be okay with the shortcuts that Google made because it was apparent that Google was going to try to lower the price of the Pixel phones. We were cool with that, but it wasn't a significant drop. It still had controversy behind it. $699 is $100 less than what the Pixel 4 sold for at that jump, which was $799. The same with the Pixel 3. Yes, the Pixel 5 launched with a higher storage capacity than the Pixel 4, but um still with with the shortcuts that they made it didn't feel like that the phone should be priced at 699 i was gunning for 649 that was my top out point to say okay you know that would be decent at 650 bucks basically or less you know well people do give statements on the reason why it had to be 700 basically because the Pixel 4a 5G Verizon variant that had millimeter wave access, that one was being sold for 599 bucks. The sub six gigahertz only Pixel 4a 5G was being sold for 499. And then you have the Pixel 4a, which is only an LTE connection. That one's being sold for 349. And I'm like, okay, that, you know, but still, you could have still lopped off 50 bucks. Okay. There is a significant difference between you know, $599, so basically $600 and $650. The incremental change of $50 seems plausible in this case when they came to the Pixel 5, but they went ahead and went for $699. And so some people were like, okay, that's cool. That's $100, you know, less than what it usually costs. Other people were calling them out for it. Like, that's still too much. It's in the eye of the beholder, but I do agree with 
majority of the masses who say that it was $50 more expensive than what it should have launched at. And so, but anyways, kind of going off topic here, going bring it back to the Pixel 5a. There is no reason for this phone to exist. And in my eyes, in the way that I approach the mobile tech space, there has to be a purpose, you know, for the existence of a phone. There has to be a purpose. There has to be something that sets it marginally different from the other ones, but in an effective way that consumers can look at it and say, okay, this is this is worth it, you know, without cannibalizing their own products is really what I'm actually trying to say, you know, for this thing to exist and not to cannibalize its own products. And it's actually going to be cannibalized anyways, because while this thing launches, like I said, people are going to look more at the Pixel 4a 5G, especially with the deals that you can get on it, especially with trade-ins and stuff like that and such. So that's going to happen. Now, I do know that Google has this thing of like when they launch new phones, they tend to start taking out of stock their older phones, right? So when the 5a launches this August, more than likely, that's where they're aiming for then we can already, you know, suspect that the 4A and the 4A 5G is probably going to be taken off Google Fi Store, probably, you know, going to be run limited on the Google Store and eventually taken off. Um, that way, the 5A is the only thing that's showing as the A series to be sold. That's a marketing tactic from Google. I see that. But still, they can't stop people from finding a 4A 5G. You literally can find them on eBay. You can find them on Amazon. You can find them on OfferUp, Macari. Uh, Klarma. There are various sources. You can find them on Swappa. You know, there are various sources that you can go to to try to get one. You don't necessarily have to go through the Google store to get one. So even if they try to use that tactic to kind of push sales on the Pixel 5a, I don't see it happening to that extent that it's going to, um, it's going to matter. To me, in order for this to be a successful launch of the Pixel 5a, they have to give us something more to it. Okay. Um, so what would I do at this point? Knowing that it's going to have the Snapdragon 765G, the same chip that's in the 5 and the 4A 5G, knowing that it's going to have the same camera sensors, the Sony IMX 363s as the 12.2 or 12.3 megapixel main sensor on the back and then a 16 megapixel ultra wide, uh, what would I do differently? Well, this is a 5A. Um, I doubt it's going to launch at a $350 price. I'm thinking it's going to go for about $399 or maybe... Uh, you know, 449 is what I'm guessing at. So it's going to be a lot. It's going to be priced a little bit more. So what would I add into this in order to make that that price valid and the existence of the phone to be valid? So where I'm coming from, from my perspective is, is that give us a triple camera setup, right? So you're going to give us the same Sony IMX 363 12.3 megapixel sensor as the main. So the wide angle main sensor is that. And then a 60 megapixel ultra wide, bring back the telephoto lens and have it a triple camera setup. Um, maybe make it, I you know, maybe get it IP certified for water and dust resistance. You don't have to add in wireless charging yet, but bring that along with what it's already packing spec wise. And then I can see a reason for an existence for it. A triple camera setup for those people who like to Instagram their entire freaking life. Now you got three lenses to work with instead of just two. You know, other companies are starting to kind of go that route. And while I don't think that you need to go that route per se, you know, the battle and camera, because I really could give a shit about how many sensors a phone has, but to actually validate its existence and validate a higher pricing, this is something that I feel like if I was on the pixel development team, this is what I would actually recommend that we put into the phones, give it another sensor. So now 
you know, and people look at it, they be like, okay, Pixel 5a is pretty much like the Pixel 4a 5G. What makes it different? Oh, wait a minute. It's got ultra wide, it's got telephoto, and it's got a normal wide angle. Holy shit, I'm getting three camera sensors with this. Like, it'll make sense to them that, okay, this even exists in the first place, you know? And then, of course, you know, making it IP certified so people have that, you know, that uh that guarantee you guys remember that movie with chris farley uh what the hell is it called tommy boy where he, he the guy the old man's like it doesn't have a guarantee on the box that's what an ip certification is by by standards if nobody knows this okay so there's phones that that could survive with you know splashes and stuff like that but without the ip certification which means that it's been certified you know with the guarantee stamp on the box that it can survive water splashes and stuff like that it still probably could. It's just it hasn't been certified, so they can't go in and say that it can, you know. Um, but if this thing can, then get it certified. So it'll be the first A-series device to have IP certification for water and dust resistance. Um, and, and hell, screw it. You know what? Put a, put a wireless Qi charging in it. They don't have to do the reverse wireless charging that the Pixel 5 has to charge other devices on it. But they could just give wireless charging and then it would make sense for this thing to exist in the first place that's where i would go with that um you know i advocate for google pixels i think they're great phones you know stock android experience you know support from google because obviously it's their hardware so you know that they're gonna have to support it to an extent and the fact that you know the pixel 6 will launch with google's own dedicated chip the gs 101 which is codenamed the project whitechapel um, which means that pixels are only going to get better with more support because everything is now in-house. Google has control over the entire aspect of the phone, so they can actually make a phone that can go five or six years of support instead of three. That is one of the big things about the pixels when people used to complain about it and be like, it only gives three years of support. Well, when they're using an outside chip, for their for their phone they got to go with 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 the the longevity of that chip and qualcomm obviously does not really want their chips to have that type of longevity because they're always mass producing you know newer chipsets with newer advanced features in it that's why the you know there's always a new qualcomm chip released every year and yes you know google's always late to the game because qualcomm will will um will release their new chip like a little bit after the pixel launches so the pixel pretty much goes with an older chip instead of using the newer chip and that's one of the biggest complaints so with google going with their own chip project whitechapel um that pretty much just alleviates that problem in the eyes of a lot of uh the geeks and nerds in the tech space and um you know it, it, it makes it in the logical standpoint that you know um the support will now be um, similar to iPhones because that's where people are really comparing this to. The Pixels is always going to be compared to the iPhone, not because you know it has the the build quality, you know, um, as the same as the iPhone or or the idea of what these development teams have are not in common, you know. But it is compared in that aspect because it is the phone labeled the Google phone. You know, it's Google's hardware and people see this. And, you know, of course, Apple only has one phone, which is the iPhone. They, iOS is proprietary to, to iPhones. They will never let that puppy out to any other any other manufacturer out there. Um, so it is it is Apple's baby, just like 
the pixel is Google's baby. And that's where that, that's why no matter what, whichever path direction that the companies decide to take their phones to, they're always going to be compared side by side, regardless, because of that right there. That is the only common ground Google and Apple have when it comes to their phones. And it will always be compared in that aspect. Um, so I'm just more of this like, you know, there's a lot of work that Google needs to do with their pixel lineup. And, and, and I'm going to say, I hope that, that they find their niche. I don't want them to be exactly like Apple and their iPhone. I could care less if they use glass back, if they want to use the, the most premium elements to build their phone. Fuck, if they went and they found the glob of adamantium, I wouldn't want them to, you know, build, you know, a Pixel 5 out of adamantium if Apple has already done it. You know what I mean? Like, if no other company has ever done it and then Google's like, we're going to build a phone out of adamantium, which I know is not real. <laughs> they were like, they're going to build it out of adamantium, the world's first indestructible phone, the Pixel 7. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. But at the same time, that's like, it's wishful thinking. Uh, but I mean, I can see when they try to kind of do their own thing. I don't like companies that try to be like the other companies. I like companies that, you know, will try to do things a little bit differently and stand out for themselves. Because that's the only way you're going to market your products. Your products have to stand out amongst the sea of others identically to it you know what i mean you could get a bed and throw every smartphone current from from 2020 from mid 2020 to to mid 2021 throw every phone on a bed and if your phone can't be distinguished from the rest of them how the hell is anybody able to take interest in it it has to stand out in some form or fashion it has to stand out in order for people to gravitate towards it this has been the problem of the google pixel they've been floating by being similar like everybody else when they decided to go a different path with the Pixel 5 and people were kind of like bugged out because it wasn't going for the, the, the highest of the highest quality um, things that they could use in it. While it did let down some people, I understood where Google was coming with this. I knew that they were trying to go a different route than everybody else. And I, and I championed for it. I had people talk mad crap to me for what I was thinking, but I was like, I didn't want something to be exactly like everything else. And if they were gonna produce something that was gonna veer off from the same path that everyone was going, that's fine. And I knew Google had this in their mindset to do it because prior to the Pixel 5's release, the year before, everybody was going with ultra-wide camera sensors. Ultra-wide camera sensors was the thing. And then when the Pixel 4 launched, telephoto. And everyone was like scratching their heads, like how come they didn't go ultra-wide? Cause they didn't follow everybody else. They wanted to veer away and carve their own path course um that was kind of hard to do because uh marketing a telephoto wasn't that wasn't done well by google it wasn't done well by google to market the pixel 4 with telephoto you know they they, they did their they did their whole thing at the made by google event talking about how they felt telephoto was more important than ultra wide because you can get these really good zoom shots from a from a, a far distance length and um you know what i have the pixel 4 and when i want to get some really good zoom shots i have to use the pixel 4 i can't use the pixel 5 the pixel 5 doesn't have a telephoto lens to achieve that type of shot you know but if i need like a really huge ultra wide you know field of view i know my pixel 5's got me you know so it's it's funny because i still have to i still have to to bring out the pixel um the, the uh, pixel 4 if i want to use uh telephoto and things like that so that i mean that's 
That's as it is. Do I have the samples? The samples of what? The telephoto lens on a Pixel 4? I have them on Instagram. <laughs> like, I don't have them saying... Oh, the Pixel 5a photo samples? I don't have the Pixel 5a photo samples. You can easily find it on, on any of those publications like 9to5Google. They're all reporting on it and they're all showing the samples. So I don't have it. Like, I didn't download them and save them to show them or anything like that. Because first of all, I would need their permission to kind of show that since they do. A lot of those publications, they do tend to put their, their little watermark on it. Yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm in deep, not in deep, but like I am in, in, in slight trouble with YouTube for um, past stuff that I've done, like past videos and stuff. Like Apple dinged me really hard um, with last year's uh, Apple event, so <laughs> I'm watching what I do. But yeah, just check out any of those publications. Just look, you know, you can Google search Pixel Five Eight photo samples leaked, and you will find so many sites that have it. Um, it's the way that they the way that they're they're expressing it it's no different from what's taken from the pixel 5 but to me i'm just like of course it's using the same camera sensor if you're using the same hardware it's not really going to change anything because you're using the same software google ai on you know with photo correction is going to correct and balance the photo the same way your limitations is the actual hardware itself and if you're using the same hardware it's going to replicate the same thing as previous phones before so i don't know what they were expecting anything different you won't see anything different until the Pixel 6 comes. Because that is that is getting an upgraded camera sensor. That's upgrading the hardware. But to me personally, like I said, you know, before I move on to the whole malware discussion here, um, but the Pixel 5a, to make, to make sense of its existence, give us a triple camera setup now because you have no choice. You can't just stick with the normal wide angle and ultra wide angle or a normal wide angle and a telephoto. You got to give us all three now. Give us all three of that. IP certified a damn thing already because that's something that people were really wanting in a in an A series device. Certification, um, wireless charging. That's if choose one or the other. Give us wireless charging or give us IP certification. I understand you can't give us everything and make it like you know sub four hundred dollars. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, well, not the 4A, the 4A 5G. Because the Pixel 4A has a Snapdragon 730G. They're playing the, the 765G, so the same chip that's in the Pixel 5. Basically, the 5A is pretty much the 4A 5G. That is the whole point that, that I that I express out. It's pretty much that. Just newer. So, like, I'm like, the ideas that I'm talking about here, like adding an additional camera sensor, adding either, you know, wireless charging or or making it IP certified, like getting it IP certified for water and dust resistance. Those are some of the things that I think that they could, add, you know, they could do to the Pixel 5a before it launches that would even justify its existence. Because if they don't do any of that stuff and they launch this phone in August the way it is, it's going to be cannibalized by the 4a 5G. Because I'll ask the question right now, and, and, and even those who watch the replay can answer this question too. If the Pixel 5a launches and say, hypothetically speaking, it launches at $499, and the Pixel 4a 5G can be bought for 350 or let's say, you know, 375 Spec the same. What are you going to go for? Brand new too. You know, 375 brand new for the 4a 5G, 499 for the 5a. What are you going to go for? Because they're the same size. The screen display is the same, the same size. Uh, battery, about, you know, a little bit different, but not drastically different. 
Build quality, the same. You're probably using polycarbonate again. Camera sensor is the same as the 485G. Yeah. Do I have news regarding the S21 FE? Not today. I won't be talking about today. Maybe tomorrow or Wednesday. But I am I am um, reading and researching on the S21 Fan Edition to kind of talk about that one. As, uh, yeah. The most recent thing I read about the, the uh, S21 Fan Edition is that the hopes of the type of battery it's going to have, they're reporting that um, it's not going to have what consumers were hoping for as far as battery. Why is my AT&T signal weak? It should not be weak. Come on. I can see like when the connection is starting to get weak. There it goes. All right. I'm using, by the way, I'm using Los Mobile. So shout out to Los Mobile using the hotspot on it to, to host this live stream. So if you guys, um, don't know what Los Mobile is, head over to um, Carlos S Tech's channel and um, you'll get some information on that or link up with Sneed Mobile Tech uh, and link up with him and you'll get more information about Los Mobile. Really, really, really good service. Um, if AT&T is great in your area, you're going to have a lot of fun with it because yeah, it's, it's awesome. It pretty much has the same priority level as um, AT&T Business Elite and there is no, uh, there is no, uh, like data cap or data cutoff for the hotspot. So you can use unlimited high speed hotspot. I've used the hotspot to power every device in my house. I'm talking about two smart TVs, two tablets, like eight, eight mobile phones that has no SIM connected to it. Like all that stuff is just, yeah, it's amazing. You earned a sub. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for, for doing that, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I, I just, I enjoy doing these. I enjoy talking tech. That's, that's my thing. I just like doing it. And I have no one to really talk to about it here. I mean, I could talk to my kids about it, but they won't understand me. Um, you know, so, Hey, thanks for joining up with the channel. Appreciate it. Um, the last thing I'm going to talk about here is this new malware that's going around, uh, affecting Android. And um, I, I know some iPhone people are going to be like, this is why I hate Android because there's malware. But I will again state this. Malware that attacks Android phones is done by the user's hands themselves because people tend to either install third-party apps by sideloading it, or in this case with this malware, comes in a form of a text message that has a link in it. And I've been noticing these text messages quite a bit because I've been getting them. Like I just got one today on, on my, my iPhone XS, which has visible on it. I got a message that was just totally random. The message came in the form of like an email. The email was the sender's address, not a mobile number. And then it had this bullshit statement and then it had a, a hyperlink to click to, to see. And people are gullible into believing what this message says and they end up clicking the link. By doing so, this installs a malware that's actually hijacking passwords and banking details. So if you have a banking app on your phone, this malware basically attaches and discovers passwords and stuff for your banking um, information, stealing that, and also passwords to other things like your social media accounts and everything like that, your social network accounts like Facebook and Twitter, it grabs passwords. And like I said, this thing comes in the form of a, a hyperlink within a SMS message. So it's coming as a text message. It's not coming in connected you know, to a third-party APK file that you download from a third-party source, which I will tell people at the end of the day, apkmirror.com is probably your safest bet if you need to sideload an app. But 
technically I would not ever recommend anyone sideloading an app onto Android because of these these reasons with having um, malicious software connected to these things. Um, so yeah, you have to be careful of what you install. But also when you get text messages, if it's not in your contacts, if it's not something that you've ever subscribed to, right? So if you're getting a message that's talking about car insurance and you don't even own a vehicle, don't click the hyperlink. There's no reason for you to do it. I mean, this is where they say curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> if you get a, like a, a message that talks about, you know, um, you got $250 bonus on your next order with, with Google Shopping. First of all, Google Shopping has actually ended. It's a service that's gonna be added to the Google graveyard. So you shouldn't be getting messages like that. But even then, when it, if it seems like it's too good to be true, don't click the links. You can always Google search and see if there's some sort of promotion that actually follows with a message like that. But if it's something that you've never subscribed to, if you didn't subscribe to a newsletter, if you didn't subscribe to, to regular updates via SMS, there's no reason for you to click those hyperlinks. I mean, that, yes, Android is vulnerable to that sense because it is open source. That is the path that was chosen to develop Android. iOS is proprietary. Apple tends to keep it locked down. That's why there's no custom iOS ROMs. There's a lot of custom Android ROMs because it's open source. But with open source does come with a few costs. One of them is, you know, security sacrifice. And the way that Google approaches it is that you should be able to be part of the equation of keeping your Android device safe. So they have the basic securities in measure to protect Android from any malicious attacks. That's already covered in the Android software. However, you have the freedom to modify Android on your smartphone based on your preferences, right? You have the ability to root it, you know, you, you have the ability to sideload applications. So applications that maybe, uh, you know, you are, are, are a back home, uh, you know, or, or basement or attic developer, and you created a game that you haven't had hosted on the Google Play Store, but you have it for download for people to download the APK file and sideload it. That's the benefits of having an open source software. But then of course it always comes at a cost. So Google looks to its users of Android to also be the other half of the security, right? If everybody that had an Android phone in this world followed all these rules to the exact dot and just didn't click on any random message that they did not subscribe to and they didn't download third-party apps and stuff like that if they did everything by if they did everything by google by the google play store and everything like that they would be fine and then security wouldn't be an issue and those that rock ios and champion for them wouldn't be coming over to the android side talking about this is what you guys get for going with android like uh like yeah okay you know but we're creatures of habit and we're all different we want different things. And that's the reason why we chose Android over iOS. We want different things. We want we want our phones customized the way that we want it. We want certain color accents for our for our launcher. We want certain fonts for our, for for the for the words for the text that we see. We want maybe we you know we want an entirely different look and feel. And that's where custom ROMs come into play. You know, we we have that on the Android side. We just have to make better decisions. And so that's the whole purpose that I talk about malware on my channel and, and give people a heads up on like the latest new malware that's a threat to Android is because to help people avoid these things, you know? So like I said, in this one, it comes in the form of a text message. 
And in the text message, it has a hyperlink. So um, it, it can mask itself in the messaging as something completely different. So I'm not going to say it's specifically to one thing because it could be multiple different types of scenarios when it comes to the message you receive. What I would say to anybody out there listening is that when you have this message come to your phone and it's not something you subscribe to, it's not something you are familiar with, do not click the hyperlinks and open those. You know, and it's it's like, yeah, big no-no, don't. Even if it could have been something that you may have subscribed to, let's say 10 months ago or maybe last year and you totally forgot about it, better safe than sorry. Don't open it until you can validate it. Don't open it. You can always Google search to see the latest uh, malware that's a threat to Android, what what form it comes in. I think there's what? There's like a thing called Project Zero where they, they look at a lot of these things and analyze it. You can go to their website and see what is currently out there right now that is a threat to Android and how does how is it delivered? How is it attached? How's the malware attached to your phone? You can look and find out and get all the info that you need from them because that's what they do. Their whole purpose is to analyze these threats to Android and also create threats that shows, you know, Android's loopholes. And then they submit it to Google so Google can see, okay, this is a problem. This is something that we need to patch in the next software update. This is how Google is able to pump out software security updates every month. You know, besides of what we feed back, if you ever actually feed back any type of bug issues or anything with Android, which most people don't because most consumers, they're not looking in the nerd geek, the nerd and geek perspective when they look at an Android smartphone. They're not looking at the software in that form or fashion. They're looking at it as an entertainment and business and, and connectivity and communication. That's all they care about. They're not looking to see if it scrolls the way that it says it's supposed to at you know 90, 90 hertz refresh or 120 hertz refresh. They're not looking at that type of stuff. They don't care about that type of stuff. Right. So why would they even care about giving feedback if they notice bugs or any type of issues or anything like that? Um, but I would always say it's a good rule of thumb to literally um, give some feedback every now and then if you notice things. Because maybe the slightest thing that you think doesn't really matter ends up actually being early warning signs of something that is going to be superly problematic later on. And then you have to be real careful on that. So um yeah just be careful with these messages it's it's yeah it, it's pointless to, to to even open these things the, the the same way like i said you know with installing like cracked modded apk files for a game it's pointless to do those two as well yes you'll be able to cheat in a game and advance in a game a lot further than than what you would if you had actually had to play the game normally but you risk so much by doing that and it's just not worth it yeah. So um, I had said all that I needed to say today on that. Now, hopefully this helps people out. Please, 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 please share this out so people can get informed of that malware that is coming in a form of a hyperlink in a text message so people can avoid that on the Android side. Um, I want to thank everyone that came in and watched and hung out. Thank you guys so much for, for chilling with me, for listening to my rant on the iPhone Purple. I apologize that the... You know, the, the aesthetic background music was loud during the very beginning of this live stream. Uh, thanks to Coffee for pointing that out. But yeah, um, I did rant about these deep, deep analysis reviews of the iPhone 12 Purple from channels that have already reviewed the iPhone 12 previously in that same form. Like, again, I will say this again, the color of the phone does not change the behavior of the phone at all whatsoever. It does not. 
or otherwise skins would make it a, a very big roll on iPhones. Because I got a Sunset Orange iPhone XS and it never came in that color. So it doesn't change the dynamics of iOS or how it performs. It's just a color change. So when people are like, I'm going to do my deep, deep, deep analysis on its behavior, its performance. Why? If you've already done it. Now, if it's a channel that's never done a review on an iPhone 12, like I said in the beginning, then that's cool. You know what I mean? It makes sense. You didn't do a review on an iPhone 12, so now you can. But yeah, I'm just saying. Anyways, guys, I thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys so much. If you guys want to become members of the channel to have access to the members-only live streams and such, um, down there, there's that button that says join. Check it out. See what the perks offers, you know. And if you guys would like to join, I would love to have you guys on board on the team for these uh, um, members-only live streams. But uh, other than that, yeah, you guys have a great day. Hashtag Gurn Mondays if you made it to the end of this live stream as we start off the week again. And um, yeah, follow me on my social platforms, Instagram and Twitter and stuff will be in the link. I also have my own um, community. I started on Reddit. If you guys like to join it there, the links are all in the description. Go in the description box. All the links to the stuff is in there for you guys if you guys want to connect with me outside of just YouTube. Um, but yeah. Until tomorrow, y'all take it easy. Love you guys very much. I may drop a video later on today. I don't know what I'm going to drop the video on, but yeah, there'll be a video like this afternoon. So, y'all stay cool. Peace. Law. <laughs>